and welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Jim Shepard, who for 22 years was the PA uh, announcer at home Illinois football and basketball games and probably uh, has one of the best known voices in, in central Illinois. Uh, Jim, do you think, do you hear that a lot from people that uh, they may not know your face, but boy. Uh, yes, that happens that? Uh, periodically. Uh, a quick story, uh, years ago I was on a plane uh, flying, I can't remember where I was going. And there was a couple sitting behind me who I didn't know. And uh, I was by myself and the wife of the couple tapped me on the shoulder and she said, uh, are you Jim Shepard? Uh, we're Illinois fans. And I said, yes, I am. And her husband was sitting on the window side of the aisle. He was too embarrassed to ask me. So he was kind of cuddled up like a little baby up against the window and the wife did all the talking. So uh, he and she recognized my voice. Yes, that happens. Uh, that happens often, I guess. Well, we have a lot of topics to cover today, but before we really get deep, deep into it, I wanted to ask you kind of how did you get into PA work? I, I know in the in the mid-60s, you started doing some work at WDWS uh, radio. Did, did that kind of lead then into the, the PR work or the yeah. PA? Yes. Uh, when I was hired, the sports information director at Illinois, uh, Fred, was Tab Bennett, uh, who was a, a great player, football player for the Illini. He was from Miami, and I got to know uh, Tab when he came here. And so in the uh, summer of uh, 1985, my predecessor in football was Tom Trent, who worked in local radio, and he left town that summer. And so Tab was, uh, uh, was without a, a PA announcer. And ironically enough, Tab contacted uh, a friend of mine who was working radio in Danville, his name was Bob Apoon, and Tab wanted uh, to know if uh, Bob wanted to be the PA announcer. And, uh, and uh, T uh, uh, Bob uh, said, I, I don't want to have any, he was a play-by-play -play guy and a very good one. And uh, Bob Apoon told Tab Bennett, I, I don't want to have, I don't have any desire to do PA announcing. But Bob said, why don't you contact my friend Jim Shepard? And I knew Tab. So Tab uh, tracked me down and uh, uh, hired me. And so I started my first game was a basketball game back in 1985. And uh, that's how my, my career at the university started. It lasted 22 years, which I, I believe is the second longest tenure of anybody, uh, any PA uh, announcer at, at Illinois. So quite quite a tenure, quite a legacy, wasn't it? Uh, it was a great ride. I, I uh, uh, met a lot of terrific people and uh, uh, people that I said, well, do you miss doing the games? And I, and I said, yes, I do. However, what I really miss is the camaraderie with the media people. You know, the games are the games, and you do so many of them. Have a lot of great memories of things that happened, uh, Fred, in the games. But the uh, just game day and game uh, weekend for football uh, was really special. And that was, uh, of course, ended in 19 uh, or 2007. So I missed those times, but it was a great ride. Uh, I think I'm the only person. Uh, 
I believe so, that did football and basketball that many years doing both sports. Uh, there were some other PA announcers, uh, the Brzee brothers and Fred Schooley. And, and uh, uh, so, uh, but as far as I know, I'm the only guy that did it that long doing both sports. Matter of fact, I think that I'm the only guy that did it both sports, both football and men's that. basketball. In, in recent years, I know you've done a lot of work with the IBCA, the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association, and talk particularly uh, first about one area that, that you've worked with because it was it was so frustrating for me. Uh, I've kind of done some work trying to, to nominate people, and so I would go through the list of who was in the and I would say, well, I can't believe this lady's not in, and so I would get all the nomination stuff together, and then I would find out later that she was in, but she wasn't listed by her her. Uh, maiden name, but by a married name. So you have done a lot of work, uh, especially on the on the women's side there, to to you know get those to match up. Because a lot of times when people were inducted, uh, they they went in under their their married name. So talk a little bit about that venture. And I mean that just had to be overwhelming, didn't it? Well, uh, yes. Uh, several years ago, <clears throat> excuse me. Several years ago, uh, Fred, uh, I I started. Uh, documenting uh, documenting the people in the Hall of Fame. The only, the only source at that time was each year they put in, in the big program for the Hall of Fame, they would list all the previous years. So as the years piled up, as a matter of fact, this is the 50th year of the IBCA. Chuck Rolinski, who started the whole thing, uh, back in the early 70s. Uh, the only place that everything was in one place was in the program. And uh, and obviously, a lot of sports fans around the state couldn't come to the program to get a program. So I just took it upon myself to document. I got the, the Excel spreadsheet out and started putting down all of the Hall of Famers in all of the classes. There's players, coaches, career coaches, officials, media, and teams. And so that's been several years ago. So I, I have documented all that. And uh, I also work with a gentleman on that, that just this past uh, uh, few weeks went into the Hall of Fame. His name is Mark Kleeman. And Mark was in charge of the big banquet we have every year up in Normal, uh, Bloomington Normal. And um, so we started uh, doing this list uh, that eventually will be exposed to the public. And we can talk uh, a little bit too about our current situation with our Hall of Fame. But uh, Mark and I have decided that uh, a lot of the women players who have gone into the Hall of Fame, yes, when they go in, they are married, but we like to list them with their maiden name because when they played either high school or college ball, they were known, most of them, by their maiden name. They weren't married yet. So we also list uh, not only their maiden name alphabetically, but also what their married name are. And there's a lot of them that are married and a lot of them that aren't married right now. So uh, right now we have, and I think the number is around 3,700 individuals who uh, are in the IBCA Hall of Fame. 
in those categories. We just had a class go in about three weeks ago up at Redbird Arena. And uh, it's uh, as Bruce Ferdchow, who's the chairman of our board of directors says, it's the Academy Awards of, uh, of uh, Illinois basketball. And it's been a great venture. Uh, I've enjoyed being on the board. Um, we right now are making progress in getting uh, a Hall of Fame and a permanent uh, building where people can visit. It's in the early stages, but there are a lot of good things going on right now where people uh, can go to this venture. Uh, it's open right now. Uh, we also are working with a marketing company in Chicago, and we are building a virtual website. And what has happened, uh, as, uh, as you know, uh, our committee, uh, our board of directors has been together several years. We've tried several locations and funding and building and uh, running a brick and mortar building for a Hall of Fame right now is almost impossible for a lot of people. However, a lot of museums are now going to a virtual museum where anybody in the world can go to that website and get a look at their Hall of Fame, the inductees, what's going on with that particular Hall of Fame. And that's what we are doing right now. So it's uh, it's it's made great grounds in the last uh, uh, the last few months. So, so talk a little bit about that. If, if somebody wanted to uh, to check that out, what what site would they go to, and then what all is available right now in terms of the of the information? Okay, uh, we the the IBCA and, and in particular the Hall of Fame Museum part of the IBCA. We have now partnered with um, a, a complex in uh, Bedford Park, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. It's called the Wind Trust Sports Complex. Uh, the address, and I can give this a couple of times, people up in that area or anywhere in the state can go to this. The address, and this is near Midway Airport up in the Chicago suburbs, but the physical address of this complex is 59, I'm sorry, 5499 West 65th Street. It's in Bedford Park, Illinois, near Midway Airport. This is a $35 million complex. Um, it's got eight courts, it's got a gaming room, uh, three big conference rooms, a, a pub and a restaurant for the kids. Uh, I guess the, one of the latest fads for kids to enjoy is called Laser Tag. They have one of those. Uh, we are in the process of putting together what they call a Touch Pro display screen. And when people visit this site, they can go up to this big display screen and you can look up history about the state tournament. You can look up any Hall of Famer uh, by category, by name. Uh, we right now, uh, the IBCA Museum Committee, we have banners hanging in the building right now for each year. Uh, so that, that complex right now, it has a few items in it, 
but it will grow as our museum grows. We also have a, uh, a company in Chicago, a marketing company that's getting ready in the very near future to launch a virtual website. So anybody with a computer can go onto this website, uh, uh, but you can Google the Basketball Museum of Illinois right now and get a look at, uh, uh, at what we're doing. And as you well know, uh, this kicked off, uh, we've really lost track of years. It's been at least 12 years ago where John Spasia, <clears throat> excuse me, a good friend of ours, really planted the seed with the IBCA to have the uh, Basketball Museum in Danville. Uh, as you know, the Palmer Arena is in Danville. It's a building that's been there several years. But the, the money and the uh, construction of putting together a committee and the effort to get that off the ground in Danville failed. We then uh, had the interest of the city of Pontiac. We were in negotiation with the people in Pontiac for a couple of years um, without going into a lot of detail. Things just didn't work out then. <clears throat> uh, and all this time, people in Chicago knew of the organization. And uh, we've, we've talked to a lot of different uh, entities in Chicago. But the last one that I mentioned, uh, Bedford Park, came to us. They wanted to partner with us. And this sports complex was already there. So our group didn't have to go out and try to raise millions of dollars to build a facility. So in short, we're not to where we want to be, but it's moving very rapidly. And uh, this is going to be uh, a fantastic a website and also there will be a physical plant at this wind trust sports complex where people can go visit so it's very exciting we're very very excited about what's happening well i think so because i mean like you say it's nice to have something online but it's also nice to have something that people can go to and, and walk through i've been over and i know you have two to the indiana museum hall of yes. fame uh, that was just for me. That was a wonderful experience to be able to, to walk through there, and um, you know, then there were displays for different people, such as John Wooden, who of course has a, a tremendous background in the in the Hoosier State. Sure. Um, so I, I think it's it's going to be great. I want to switch gears a little bit. Still keep talking about the Hall of Fame, but instead of the IBCA Hall of Fame, huh. you're involved uh, along with John Spazia with another venture, the Ileana Sports Hall of Fame. Um, which you know, I would think is a lot different from the IBCA in terms of when you got involved with the IBCA, that was one that was already established, well-established, and you could just kind of you know, chip in and, and pick up. But the Ileana Hall of Fame was something that, uh, that you guys were really starting from ground level. So, so talk about what it's like to uh, start a venture like that from ground level and just kind of you know, get it going and, and make it work. Okay, uh, about, um, about two years ago, <clears throat> the new uh, general manager of the uh, David S. Palmer Arena in Danville that a lot of people know about. It is on Main Street in downtown Danville. Uh, there were a lot of changes going on with the arena. They've done some uh, physical improvements to the building. Uh, 
uh, redid the locker rooms, new seating, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Joe Dunnigan, the new manager of the arena, who ironically enough, uh, I did not know, but back in the 1980s when I worked in radio in Danville and covered Greg Colby's state championship teams, 1980 and 1981, they won state championships. Uh, Greg had a pretty good record there. He coached uh, Schlarman football two years and they won state championships both years. So he's, he's got a pretty good record. But anyway, Joe Dunnigan was a manager on that team. And I didn't know Joe at the time. And he goes on and has a career in athletic administration. And I go on and do other things. So Joe Dunnigan is the new general manager. Um, and uh, he and I and John Spasia uh, started, we, we thought that that area needed to have a Hall of Fame. It is certainly not a statewide focused Hall of Fame. It's, it's, we call it the Greater Ileana Sports Hall of Fame. And it takes in uh, roughly about 46 high schools in Eastern Illinois and Western Indiana uh, in, in and around the Danville area. <clears throat> so we started uh, looking at names. We had some recommendations from people and we started putting this thing together roughly after COVID had started. And about a year ago, I got a call from Joe and he said, you know, COVID is still uh, an issue. Uh, I think we ought to delay kicking this thing off until next year, which is now. And so in the meantime, we got through COVID. Uh, we added some people to our committee. Uh, it's been a lot of work, but a lot of fun. And so we have created the, uh, the initial uh, or the charter class of the 2000. 22 Greater Ileana Sports Hall of Fame. We have a total of 54 individuals going in. Uh, 20 of those 54 are deceased members, uh, but we will have a family member or a school administrator from their high school uh, accept the award for them. And some of the names, you know, once we started researching some of the, the coaches and players and other individuals out of that area, Fred, uh, it's amazing how much talent has come out of that area. Uh, we also included athletes from Danville Area Community College. So we, again, we have 54 individuals and we have 15 championship high school teams and three uh, national championship teams from uh, DAC going into this Hall of Fame. Our induction ceremony will be on Saturday night, June the 25th at the Palmer Arena. The induction ceremony uh, can be attended by the public. Tickets are $10. And um, if we've got time, uh, I certainly can share with you and the, and the viewers uh, some of the people going into this Hall of Fame. It's pretty impressive. Um, 
I, I think that would, that would be a great idea. Mention some of them, but one question I do want to ask, it's probably relatively easy to come up with a list of names to be considered. Probably the hard part, especially as you go back, is getting some of the factual information and, and the stuff to show why those people deserve to be in there rather than just saying, oh, well, Joe Smith had a great career. You've got to be able to kind of document that. Don't yeah. Uh, yes, I, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time researching a lot of the, a lot of these people, uh, we can get it. We got information from the school themselves, the high school, uh, or DAC. A lot of people, uh, were well known enough that I Googled information on them. And, uh, the research, uh, project, uh, to be very candid was, uh, was intense. It was tiring. I worked literally weeks on it with the help from, uh, you know, other uh, uh, committee members. Uh, but uh, the information is down the, uh, out there, and and we we did a lot a, a lot of a lot of digging to get the information, and we can document. Now people are going to say when they come to the event and get a program. Uh, I'm sure they're going to say, well, why didn't this person go in or why did we miss some people? I, I'll be very upfront with you, but we're already thinking about next year's program. Uh, we've uh, kind of fine tuned the nomination process so we don't miss anybody. Uh, but there's a lot of good athletes uh, that, and some of them had outstanding college careers and we have several that uh, we have several uh, players that went to the NFL. Um, we even have a well-known professional wrestler that got nominated and anybody that follows the, the world uh, of professional wrestling uh, would maybe perhaps uh, recognize the name, the ultimate warrior. He was a gentleman by the name of Jim Helwig he was from Crawfordsville, Indiana. Jim passed away uh, in the last few years. He had a heart attack, but he is in our Hall of Fame. We've got a, a big variety of different athletes. We've got a golfer from Oakwood that was a star at the U of I. We've got a couple of guys at the, you know, the Fletchers from Oakwood. Darren, of course, was an all-star catcher in the big leagues. His dad pitched uh, at Illinois for one year, but had an uh, All-American year at Illinois. So it's a mixed bag of people and uh, a lot of good basketball and a lot of good track people are going in. Wouldn't you, if you would, mention a few other names that, uh, that oh, people boy. recognize. Okay. Well, I'm going to go down the list. I and, and having done a lot of research on every one of these, I'm probably uh, it's going to be hard for me just to read a name and not make a comment, but I'll just start off and cut me off if we're running out of time. The very, and, and these are all alphabetical. Very first guy to go in is a guy I know you know, Roger Beals, the great coach from Oakwood. And he is, I'm, I'm sorry, from Chrisman. And uh, Roger is, uh, is up there in years. We've got a lot of uh, older people coming to the event. And uh, we just found out the other day, Roger is planning on being at this induction ceremony on June the 25th. Roger Beals from Chrisman, uh, a golfer, Leah Beal, who played at Oakwood, was a great uh, golfer at Illinois. 
played on the uh, LPGA tour, tour, tour and uh, is now the men's and women's coach at Western Illinois. She and her family are coming. Uh, an older gentleman from the Hoopston area, he coached at Hoopston Area High School, Glenn Brazel. And the, he was a great uh, football and basketball coach. And the uh, football field at Hoopston Area High School is named after Glenn. He, of course, is deceased, but we'll have a family member there representing him. <clears throat> Uh, old NFL fans, a guy by the name of Zeke Bradkowski from the Green Bay Packers and Bears uh, is passed away, but uh, uh, Zeke is going in and of course his two Super Bowl rings and uh, a career in football certainly uh, were uh, an indication of why he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, probably one of the more interesting candidates, Fred, is a guy by the name of Richard Bird, who went to Milford High School, and he was an Olympian. He placed, if my memory serves me correctly, he won a silver medal in the discus at, I believe it was the 1912 Summer Olympics in Stockholm, Sweden. And we, we got a picture of uh, Richard uh, Bird. Of course, he is deceased. And unfortunately, we, we could not track down any living relative in the area, but we, he will be recognized. Uh, Mike Christian, his brother, Rick Christian, was a great football player at Danville. Mike Christian went to Schlarman, great basketball player, and started three years at Auburn University. Uh, Mike passed away at a fairly young age a few years ago, but Mike Christian is going in. Uh, Greg Colby, former Illini coach, coached at a lot of different colleges, uh, was a coach at Schlarman. He won two state championships at Schlarman. Uh, Greg is now back in the area, lives uh, just down in the Tolono area, and Greg is going to be at the and at several players on that 1980 team will be there uh, a great guy and and we're just thrilled that he can make it fowler cannell mm. is going to be is inducted he goes into the media category anybody in the area that knows danville sports uh, uh, fowler has had some health issues but uh, he is going to be uh, there and uh, uh, he's going to be helped uh, to the event by his good buddy, Mike Colby, that we know. Mike is going to be the MC for this uh, induction ceremony. Uh, a fine basketball player from Fountain Central High School in Indiana, Candace Dark. She left that school with uh, records and, and, and I think all the categories, went and played uh, and was a four-year letter winner at Ohio State, Candace Dart. Uh, another great basketball player from Danville Schlarman, Greg Davis, uh, is, uh, is going to be inducted. Uh, he passed away as well. Uh, a guy that from way back, I had never heard of him before, but we did some research on him. The guys in Danville knew of him. His name was Tony Davis. He played back in the 50s. He played, um, he went to the University of Hawaii. He was an honorable mention All-American. 
uh, he was drafted by the New York Knicks, but never made it to the NBA, but a great basketball player, spent most of his life playing basketball out in uh, the San Francisco area. Um, another great uh, athlete from Danville High School, Wilbur Dixon, who was a great high jumper. Uh, Wilbur is deceased, uh, but he will have a family member there representing uh, him. Uh, uh, another deceased member, but a great coach and a recent coach at Hoopston Area High School, Randy Feller. Um, great, great coach. He's going to be inducted. Uh, Darren and Tom Fletcher, daughter and uh, not daughter, but son and father. Uh, Darren, of course, is going to be there. Uh, Tom Fletcher, Darren's father, passed away recently. Uh, but Darren had an unbelievable short career at the University of Illinois and ironically only pitched in one game in the big league. I don't know if you knew that or not. He pitched for Detroit. I believe the game he pitched uh, for Detroit was against Boston. And I heard or read somewhere that his biggest thrill was he pitched to Carl Yastrzemski and I believe got Yastrzemski to ground into a double play ball. And Tom Fletcher was the pitcher. So a lot of interesting tidbit facts. I like that one. Longtime coach, we all know him, Gene Gorley from Danville High School, will be going into the Hall of Fame. Mike Hatfield from the University of Illinois and now works for the Newman Center over on campus, was a great, great uh, athlete in, in the cross country and track. Was all American, went to Parkland, went to Eastern, and uh, uh, he is going into the Hall of Fame. Mike is on our committee, by the way, and has done a super job assisting with all the paperwork, contacts, mailings, research. Uh, uh, our our pro uh, wrestler is Jim Helwig. Uh, he is known as the ultimate warrior, and uh, he, he graduated from Crawfordsville High School. How are we doing on time? Well, we're running kind of long here, but uh, i tell you what, is there, for people that want to know who the rest of them are, is there a site that is available now where they can check that out or not? I'm probably, I'm probably going to shoot myself for saying this, but I'm going to give people my email address. Okay. And if they email me and just say, I want the Hall of Famers, I heard you on. I heard you on Fred's uh, podcast. I'll know where they got it. I will email them the list of the Hall of Famers. There's 54 individuals, and there are 15 teams. I will mail them the complete list. And my email address is Shep S H E P J I M four eight the numerals four eight at gmail.com so it's shep jim four eight at gmail.com and i may live to regret that giving out that, that unless you <laughs> unless you got a small audience i will email the complete list to them be glad to do that 
Well, Jim, I thank you for your time. Before I let you go, I have, I have to tell one quick story. Uh, back in 2007, I, I wrote my second book. And the, uh, yep, you sure did. The book was, was a fisher native named Jim Shepard. And, you know, I've done now several more books since then. I have to tell you that the book that I did with you was probably the, the easiest. And the, the reason for that was you and I both worked at the News Gazette at the time. So I had access to you five days a week. And it was just wonderful. That's right. And if I if I remember right, you were when we first had our meeting to do that book, uh, you were a little a little concerned that you were on vacation during that time, and and so you just emailed me the questions, I answered them, and I I don't know if that that's obviously I've I've only done that one book and it was easy for me it was a I was thrilled that the Gazette did that book on me and uh, was very honored. Uh, to have you do it. And uh, so it worked out well. We sold a few books and met a lot of great uh, people on book signings. I, I, I enjoyed the experience. You did a great job. Of course, the title of the book is, is Are You Ready? Which was kind of one of your catchphrase when, uh, when you started. Um, before I let you go, uh, uh, a lot of people will, will remember this and probably like to hear it one more time. Um, when you did Illinois basketball games and a fellow named Dee Brown made a three-pointer, uh, you had something that you always, uh, before I let you go, would you mind uh, repeating that as if D Brown had just made a three-pointer? D for three. There you go. I think that'll bring back a lot of memories. We've been talking today with, with Jim Shepard, uh, the former PA voice of Illinois basketball, Illinois football, 22 years altogether. Um, I think you had a streak of something like 135 straight U of I football games, home games that uh, you were the PA voice for. So, I mean, just a, an incredible tenure. tenure. Uh, Jim, we appreciate your time. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Fred. It was great being with you.